0: Sam Polkinghorn and welcome to the first episode of The Polk Pod. This is the show where I sit down and talk to people I find interesting. For the first episode of the show, I talk to the brilliant comedy rapper Devo Spice. We have a wide-ranging conversation with some of the topics we uncover cover including Devo's discovery of rap music, the founding and operation of the Fump, the Funny Music Project, and the lack of diversity in funny music and much more. I would just like to apologise to Devo as it has taken me so long to get this episode up that FumpFest has already happened for this year. But if you found the idea of FumpFest interesting, you should all go and check it out and make plans to attend next year. So here we go and enjoy. I can't wait for the live concerts because it was great to see the cog at FumpFest, but I was also looking forward to your set. You're not the only person who told me that. (laughs) I love the cog so that was just, you, you freaking got me as well, I was like, oh flip. (laughs) yeah that was fun so i'm probably one i'm probably one of the few fans that was actually who actually enjoyed who was happy of the pandemic because i wouldn't that wouldn't have i got to actually partake in that
1: yeah that um i I wouldn't say i am happy about the pandemic but um you know it was it was nice to be able to do something you know even since we couldn't do it you know the in, in person um and i know being in New Zealand it, you, traveling to the States is ridiculously expensive, I'm sure. Um and not to mention the whole time zone thing.
0: <laughs> oh no, it's actually quite it's actually quite nice because as I said it's one in the afternoon now, then it tomorrow for you, so it actually works out. Quite yeah, so well.
1: It's, it's tomorrow afternoon for you, which is weird for me.
0: <laughs> oh yes. Well, I am sorry. I am a little bit nervous because like Kerry Dolby once said about flat 29. I'm paraphrasing like, you're freaking Devo Spice. I've listened to you since high school. <laughs> I'm I not mean to make you feel old, but.
1: You couldn't possibly make me feel any older than, you know, my wife did yesterday when she forwarded a thing to me that said, it was talking about the movie Back to the Future. And it said, if you were to go back in time, the same number of years you'd be going back to 1991 which is the year I graduated high school um so and, and it's like uh really we're gonna have to make a back to the future thing about my life now and go back to high school and because and, I mean I have songs older than that you know I started in 1986 and so the first sudden death recording was 1987 late like in October of 1987 I think and so I, I have songs that are that old and,
2: yeah.
3: oh yeah yeah because um
1: that, that was a, that was a lot of fun I, I love Lars and that was, that was a lot of fun that was a great interview um yeah I when i when i grew up um when i was a kid i didn't really listen to a lot of pop music and like a lot of pop music and that partially had to do with my cousins were living with me at the time and they were watching mtv and i didn't want to anything to do with them so i was like rebelling against them and like i'm not gonna watch this i'm not gonna listen to any of this so when i f- heard my first rap song on the radio i, I had gotten into break dancing first and when I heard my first rap song on the radio, I was just transfixed by what I was hearing. And this would have been 1983, maybe 82, I'm not sure. I think it was a Grandmaster Flash song. I'm not entirely sure. Um but I, rem- I remember the moment. I was roller skating in my basement. We had an unfinished basement at the time and I had my parents' boombox and I had tuned in the New York radio station. And I I stopped roller skating. I'm just staring at this at the radio, just like I'm like, what the hell am I listening to? I'm like, this is amazing, and um, that kind of started it. And you know, I I got into the Fat Boys very quickly because of their sense of humor and and the comedy and stuff. Um, And Run DMC and LL Cool J and Houdini were kind of my you know the big four with uh, you know in heavy rotation. And um, but I got into rap so early that the record stores at the time didn't even have a section for rap so when i went into the stores and i'm looking for a new rap album i had to go to either the pop section or the r b section the r b section at the time was kind of like a catch-all for black artists like if you want a black artist doesn't matter if they're blues or jazz or whatever they're in the r b section so that's where i'd find a lot of the rap rap stuff and basically what i would do is i'd, I'd pick up any i just pick up the album and kind of look at the artist on the cover and say does he look like a rapper and then i'd look at the track list and are there any songs with the word rap in the title because that was a dead giveaway and i you know i i bought several albums just on a whim like that because you know i, I had no way of knowing who any of these artists were we didn't have the internet at the time um but that's how i discovered sir Lot because i picked up his uh self-titled ep which came out in 1985 which has the original square dance rap on it and it's just a you know it's just, it was just a four song ep with a yellow label just it's sir mix a lot and it had the track listing on it and that was it um and uh but and it's it's not a good ep but the, the original version of, of the square dance rap is amazing and I, i'm pretty sure i have played that on manic mondays um
0: Oh, explain what Manic Mondays is, because I'm assuming anyone who's going to be listening to this is is probably going to be a fan, but...
3: (laughs) Yeah, both of them. So
1: Manic Mondays is a podcast that I started back in 2005, and the, the reason I started it was because I wanted another outlet for my comedy, my creative juices, and... Um, I had considered doing a show on Dementia Radio, which is a live streaming service that uh some people I know have had put together and it allows you to do live broadcast on the Shoutcast network. And um, so Luke Ski had a show on Dementia Radio, Grandpa Choco from Throwing Toasters had a show early on, Chris Mazalesta of Power Salad had a show. And uh, I was considering doing a show, but what was holding me back was the audience on Dementia Radio was really, really small. Like, the average listenership of these shows was, like, 15 people. Um, and, you know, Luke Ski held the record for the most number of people tuned in on, on a live show. And I think that was, like, in the 40s. So it was, like, not a lot of people. And I'm like, you know, do I really want to, you know, put a lot of time and effort, you know, into a show like this for... A dozen people who are going to hear it um, So I, I kind of just put it on the back burner And then uh, Grant On his show when he was on Dementia Radio Said that he had Released the Radio Adventures of Dr. Floyd As a podcast And uh, had had just broken The 10,000 download mark And I was like okay now we're Talking real numbers um, And this isn't a slight Against Dementia Radio in any way I love Dementia Radio um, but it is a, it's a you know a, a self setup of you know thing, and the server can only handle so many people. I don't even know what the limit is anymore. But um, when you're talking about you know tens of thousands of, of downloads, now you're talking about you know real numbers um, for a show, and. My inspiration for Manic Mondays was actually another uh, show that was on Dementia Radio. Uh, Tony Goldmark had a, had a show called The Looney Bin, um, and he did a lot of work with Luke Ski at the time. Um, and his show was was one of the few that was pre-recorded, and he put a lot of effort into it. He did, he did sketches. Um, he did other comedy bits. He did weird tinkering with the music and stuff. Um, and it was really funny and really well done. Um, and I kind of wanted Manic Mondays to be something like that. Um, so this, so podcasting like officially started in late 2004, and I started Manic Mondays in, I believe it was March of 2005. Um, so it was very early on. I was hand coding the RSS feed. Um, You know, when I was doing the update, the very first episode of Manic Mondays was an all day project, like writing, recording, editing. It was literally I did it on a Sunday and it took me, I think, 10 hours to put that first episode together. And then I was like, okay, I need to find a better way to do this because I can't do this every week. (laughs) Um, And it's settled into a a routine now where I play uh, a couple of funny songs. I do a weekly segment called News of the Stupid. Um, and then I do occasional other segments like horrible movie reviews, um, impossible interviews where I interview fictional characters, usually like cartoon characters or something like that. Basically, anybody Luke Ski can do an impression of. Um, and I have a couple other you know segments like that. I w- I'll occasionally um, do a review of a new comedy music album that comes out or uh, anything like that it's it's a short like 15 to 20 minute comedy podcast designed to take the sting off of your commute back to work on monday morning because nobody likes going back to work on monday morning so
0: or tuesday morning in my
1: case or tuesday morning. <laughs> or wednesday morning you know nobody likes going back to work period but i'm only doing the show once a week I'm i'm not making it daily so
0: so what point did you you took a break cuz I think I was I I got onto it a little bit before you took that break. How when was that?
1: Yeah, I ended the show in 2009 and uh the reason was um in January of 2009 the bottom fell out of my finances. Like my day job cut my hours and they found an error in the in their accounting that they weren't taking enough money out of my paycheck to cover the the health insurance fees, my paycheck dropped 45% overnight. And I went from, you know, and things were fairly tight at the time before this happened. So all of a sudden I started hemorrhaging money. Um, I was coming up short every month by a lot on my bills. And, you know, it took us uh, two years to basically get out of that situation. because that was when, you know, that was when the, the big recession hit. So it took me a long time to find another job. It took us a long time to sell the house. You know, we ended up selling the house for less than we owed on it. It was, it was a nightmare. And the stress of all of that situation, I just couldn't do the show. I just mentally, I was not in a place where I could do the show anymore. And I I just ended the show. Right. Um, so then fast forward to 2011, we're out of that house. We're into a new house that we can afford. I've got i I've got a new job that's you know paying all the bills. The creative juices start to come back. I start coming out of the depression, and I'm like, damn it, I want to do Manic Mondays again. <laughs> and that's that's really all it was was I I was just in, in in a space where I just mentally didn't have the energy to to put a show together every week.
0: I oh know I feel that and. I'm sorry that the Fump fest highlights didn't actually, didn't get more than one episode done because only in retrospect did I realize how kind of tough 2020 was on me. Cause I do, I was in corporate AV, which the bottom completely fell out of that, but I was actually, oh, right. I was really, I'm sorry that I, that, that didn't happen, but I really liked that first episode though. I in I do too. And gonna I'm,
1: I'm going to be pestering you for more if you're up for it. Cause I do want to have, you know another two or three episodes you know another episode or two yeah. to promote this year's Fum fest oh, if so I've if you're t- up for it we're still you know it, it's still on the docket
0: <laughs> probably will be a financial thing more than anything because in terms of i would love to get a new computer to be able to edit on and i'm not working full time so that adobe Creative suite is quite a chunk of money mm. but yes it no, is i was thinking i know I was thinking I can understand why you wouldn't want to do it, but if you're wanting stuff to post, you should post your um, bad parody song because I was really happy with the editing on that. If you just want to post that as a video separately,
1: I think we did post the first episode.
0: No, I meant just the Beavers and Butthead parody you did. Oh, just the (laughs) because I I I had a lot of fun editing that.
1: Yeah, that was that came out that that came out fun. That was um I love the whole dumb parody ideas thing that we do at Fumpfest. That is so much fun. It's always a great time.
0: I actually did, I did I actually did like that Beavis and Butthead parody though.
1: <laughs> well, that was a real parody idea I had back in, in the day, you know, and it back when um when did I come up with that? I think it was when Beavis and Butthead was, you know, the the current Show so sometime in the nineties and I reached out to to Luke after I had, after I met him finally. And um, we we did a song together in ninety-five via the internet, and then we met in person in ninety-eight at Alcon. Sometime in between there, between ninety-five and ninety-eight, I emailed him and I said, Hey, you really need to do a parody of Welcome to the Jungle called TP from My Bunghole and do the Beavis and Butthead thing. It would be awesome. And he was like, Nah. <laughs> so i i kept the idea in the back of my head so that so that's why that's why i performed it at i think that
0: it's over it's it was funny in itself but the commitment and the performance i think really really elevated that
1: when you're doing something that stupid you have to sell it you have to commit to it if you half-ass it you just end up looking like like a fool so you know and you know, you want to really sell it. Yes, this is stupid. I know this is stupid. Let's go full stupid, you know. As the Bell Isle rats say, how can we stupid this up a bit? Oh,
0: this is wonderful. Thumpfist is on the bucket list. I do believe I still freaking have, I think from the first video contest, I, ended, I still believe I have passes, but...
1: <laughs> yes, you do, actually, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, because I would, and I, I would also love to come and help you set up and break down because I enjoy all of that stuff as well. Sure. It would yeah, be like, it would be like, being, it would be like a Metallica fan being able to roadie for Metallica, as it were. <laughs> and yes, I do absolutely love the Fump. And if there was like a Comedy Music Hall of Fame, I definitely think you would be an in inductee because just all well, the. thank you. Well, as Dr. Demento says, one of the best freaking places to find funny music and is it one year you haven't got number one since thump, the FUMP's been a thing you 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 you, you pretty yeah. consistently dominate the the dr Demento yeah, countdown we, um
1: yeah we had uh the we launched in 2007 and every year since then uh the number one most requested song of the year on the dr Demento show has been a song that we posted on the thump Uh, 2007, it was my song "Cellular cellular Degeneration," Um, and then I actually have the the list in a in a a Google Doc for reasons. But um, then in was it 2018 or 2019? No, it was 2018. uh, It was the, the Weird Al came out with I think it was the Hamilton Polka made number one. So we got beat out by Weird Al Yankovic. What are you gonna do? You know. Um, and then 2019 we came back with uh and we were number one again with my song um Spider-Verses.
0: And did we make a number one in 2020? I don't remember now. And that's also impressive because there was a couple of weird out Al albums were released yeah. in that time as well, which is must
1: Yeah, and Al always made the um the the you know the 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 top the top 10 top top 25 the, for the year the
0: gold standard of comedy music really
1: yeah so let me uh, i'm pulling up this i have it in the schedule i think it is yeah here it is um oh, i didn't write down 2020's song. what was 2020's number one song why am i blanking on this and i can't remember whether it's a fump song or not i'm pulling up the website now sorry no
0: that's okay live
1: on the podcast all right, number 1 song was I've Got No More Fs to Give by Thomas Benjamin Wilde. Okay. So 2020 was not um a fump, fump year either. Best we did was my song at number 4 WAPC Wet Ass Pussycat. Okay. So it's so two years we we haven't had number 1 since 2007. Which is and honestly, it's getting harder to um to to make the top 10 on the Dr. Demento show because of the way he's he accepts requests now. He actually goes into the official Dr. Demento Facebook group and solicits requests for the the number, you know, for, for the countdown every month. And that's great. You know, we at the thump actually set up that page for him. And, but as there's 20,000 people in that, in that group. So people come out of the woodwork like, Oh, dead puppies, you know, fish heads, you know, all the classics. Um, so a lot of the new songs are not getting requested as much because there's a lot of old school Doctor Demento fans mm. in the Facebook group just requesting the old songs again. Didn't he put so, a? Oh,
0: sorry, I was going to say, didn't he put okay. a moratorium on? Um, oh, what is? It? I'm blanking on it. You just said it. Fish didn't he? It has not that
1: I'm aware <laughs> oh, okay. of. Okay, I know early on in the in, in the history of the show, he he, he uh, retired Pico and Sepulveda because ah, it was like number okay. one every week for. I forgot how long. And then he said, All right, enough of that song. Oh, maybe I'm reti-
0: confusing Pico with Fishhead. Yeah. Oh.
1: Maybe he has, you know, it's it's not like banned anymore. I don't know if band is the the right word, but well, um like given a, a emeritus yeah. yeah. professor
0: position isn't
1: it's come out of retirement, I guess, because it does still get requested and played periodically. Um but yeah, we still, you know, we still love the Dr. Demento show and he um he, he gets a lot of his new material from the thump and he's going to you know, be ago, he played, um, Steve Goody's new song about, uh, what's his face? Uh, Matt, what the hell's his name? Matt something. He's Matt. Oh, yes. Uh, oh yeah, my thing. God.
0: I need to go and listen to that. Cause I'm just amazed with like, oh, I'm just amazed with some of the songs Steve Goody does. And the fact he works in a, he works a studio in Nashville and like, as in the bluebird, I'm a, I'm impressed with, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah he's an enemy territory down there <laughs> but from from what i understand nashville is a kind of a, a blue blob in the middle of a very red state um whereas where i live is the exact opposite i live in northern new jersey which is a very blue state except my county is a very red county so
0: like it's very bizarre i admit american politics makes me appreciate new zealand politics even if my team like even if my team isn't the one winning it is just so like you know stuff actually happens (laughs) laws get made and we we are so centrist in this country
1: yeah we used to be like that and then it just kind of
0: and it's kind of yeah no i am a jacinda fan and i do think she's amazing but She's a good leader. It's sad that she's being put on this pedestal because she can lead well and not be decisive. And it's just, yeah. Oof. Well, at least at least something good came out of twenty twenty.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, we we had our moments in twenty
0: twenty. <laughs> so, sorry, I. Right. Sorry. <laughs> Oh god. I'm
1: Get off American politics. Get off American <laughs> politics.
0: Abort. Abort. The... Oh no, I'm just Oh god. Sorry. Uh I'm I was planning on not editing this, but I will now. Uh oh no, well as that's... of course the Fump is amazing. And I it's just yep. like I didn't think I was that big of a Fump fan until like I got every reference into We Are the into from We Are the Fump.
1: <laughs> that's impressive. And that's like because... what a
0: number uh... of years ago in and of itself at this point. Yeah, yeah that's um so
1: uh, Luke Ski wrote that, and he is known for deep dive inside jokes. So well done if you got all those references. Um, that was posted in 2011. That was our, our oh, 500th song. That was 10 years. So that
0: was um, 10 years
1: ago. That was ten years ago, yeah. So so we we posted special songs for our 500th song and our 1,000th song. Our 1,000th song was just called 1,000 uh, 1, FUMS. It was a parody of 500 Miles. And um somebody was asking, so are you gonna do a special song every five hundred songs? And I'm like, nah, I don't think so. Out of fifteen hundred songs, it just doesn't have the same ring to it. We have surpassed fifteen hundred songs now. Uh we may do something for either two thousand or twenty five hundred when the time comes, but uh we'll see. I don't know.
0: Is it easier to schedule since you've opened the main feed up to submissions now, or or is it always or is it always a yes, challenge?
1: It is. Um well, it, it's a challenge in that now I have to find room for all these people, but um, I love that we've opened it up, and I, I wish we had done that from the start. Uh, but when when the thump started, it what, we were inviting artists in and just allowing them to to post, and then when we realized that we were getting you know a, a larger and larger pool of talent to 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 draw from, that's when we split it, split the thump into the, what we call the core and the auxiliary. And originally the core artists were supposed to uh, be posting one song a month. And then the auxiliary was supposed to be filling in the gaps in case any core artists couldn't do couldn't fulfill their one song a month. That lasted about a month and a half.
0: Oh um, I, I thought it I thought it lasted a little bit longer than longer than no, that. like
1: right from the beginning it's it started falling apart. Um, And we had more and more auxiliary artists come in. So the the core now is basically just like um, a board
0: of directors kind of. ish. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's a board of directors. We make all the decisions and and things like that. Um, And in fact, if you go to the artist page on the FUMP, we used to set up separate it. We said, these are the core artists. And then these are auxiliary. I when I redid the site a couple of years ago, I got rid of that delineation because the public doesn't care um so
0: what did you actually do if you don't mind me asking because i i i listened to the insider and i was aware of a big project but and i don't and, it, and i'm sure you said it was a lot of back-end stuff because it looks oh, oh basically yeah. the same so, and i don't want um, to crap on the work you did
1: no 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 uh, so uh the the <clears throat> what have i been doing I, I actually have i have it in my to-do list um from com updates okay so um there was a bug that allowed people who are not logged in to see future fump dates and that's not supposed to happen so i had to fix that uh but i had to make sure that the artists who posted those songs could see their own future fump dates so that they could edit this their their submissions um there was a bug at the bottom of the releases page in the store There was so basically the footer was missing um turned out to be like, a, I forgot to close an HTML tag or something stupid like that. Um, I added ISRC numbers to all the songs, not all the songs, but the I added ISRC number entry to the database, and then populated all the 2020 songs with their ISRC numbers. Uh, those are unique identifiers for streaming platforms. So when you have a song up on Spotify or any of these platforms, each, number, each song has a unique ISRC number. It's so you can identify the song and they can pay the proper royalties to the proper artist. Uh, Carla Ulbricht needed to know her numbers for some reason. And I figured she wasn't going to be the only one, so I added it as a thing to the site so that um, I can go in and add it. And, and time permitting, I'm going to go in and back, you know, fill in 2019 and 2018 and work my way back. Um, I'm still working on trying to figure out why the site keeps crashing multiple times a day.
0: Is it just the thump or is it all like a five- All of them
1: yeah all of my sites i have a i have about 10 sites on this server and they all go down when one of them when one of them goes down which is which makes me believe that it is one of the sites getting a script caught in an infinite loop um, cuz and it's just hanging the server while it counts up to a trillion or whatever um and i just can't find it so Obviously, there's a, there's a looping script somewhere that's being triggered for something, and I just can't find it. So I've been checking the error logs and trying to fix errors, hoping that one of the errors I fix um, will be the one that solves this problem. And the 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 big project for this week that I, I just finished the other day is um, – uh, this was Carla Ulbricht's suggestion. We are going to start submitting um, one song for from each Fump album to a Spotify playlist – because uh, Spotify has like featured playlists that you can submit songs to. So um, there's it's it's going to mean that the songs, are, that the albums are going to be delayed slightly going up on Spotify because we have to give them a two-week buffer time. So the albums will be up on thump.com for order and download. Um, probably Usually around the 15th is when I try to get them up, but the album will not be on Spotify until the following month on the 1st. So then volume 86 um, is probably Scheduled to be released on May fifteenth, but it's going to go up on Spotify on June first because we have to give Spotify two weeks to listen to our song and decide whether or not to accept it. So we had to implement some kind of voting system. So I made a new page uh, on the back end of the FUMP that lists all the songs from the period we're voting on, has the play button next to them, so that the artist, so that the The core are you know people who are voting can play the song if they haven't heard it um and then pick first second third um so that you know first choice second choice third choice and then it you know weights the voting based on that and then the song with the most points is the one we're going to submit
0: okay cool because i um i know um twerp and um uh, ninja six party to it and i don't know if you're familiar with a band called oakley doakley which is basically, Doakley, yes. yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, they actually uh, came uh, to, so they actually came out to New Zealand right at the start really? of the year. I think like I think it they, they was right before it all just went. And I would love, yeah. I would love to see fun artists tour. I would, Dude, lo- I
1: would love to come to New Zealand. I that's on my list of of con- I have a very short list of countries I want to visit because I generally don't like traveling outside the states because it's a royal pain in the ass. But New Zealand is on my list. I would love to come to New Zealand. Um, so if we can figure out a way to make Fun Fest New Zealand happen and not cost everyone like a trillion dollars, I'm all for it. Um,
0: I guess like, but I think
1: I think MC Lars opened for Oakley Dokeley last year before the pandemic hit. Maybe not, so I not, ago. Uh
0: not in New Zealand because it was an Australian because no. it was oh it was an Australian themed Simpsons metal band. Really, <laughs> the Stonecutters? I think yes. Yeah, so it was just. Absolutely, stone cutters i love it yes it's just amazing. oh that's fantastic um and uh, unfortunately they sold out all their freaking vinyl before the auckland show and that's another thing i want to ask cuz one of the members of one of the members of a band of the fump is running a record label and i don't ha- i would yeah. pick up fump vinyl even though i don't have a record player like imagine like a nice blue kind of splattered like of like you know the fump blue and clear vinyl or something or is yeah, just- maybe at the end of the
1: year, we can have Jace put together because at the, at the end of the year, we put we put out a best of the fump as a free download compilation. So there's like a best of 2020 compilation in the store that you can, you can go to right now and download it for free. Maybe we'll see if Jace would will be willing to print up, you know, a limited number on vinyl of, you know, the best of 2020 or 2021 or whatever.
0: Yeah, and I guess if you wanted to do highlights, it would. Imagine having to do like an overall best of the thump of what like fifteen hundred songs.
1: Yeah, that would be hard, you know, narrowing it down. Because, because I mean, I have my favorite songs, you know, on the site, but you know, everybody's is different, which is part of the challenge of running a site like this because everybody has different tastes. And when this was something it took us a long time to realize because we we built the site based on jonathan colton's um business model which is post a new song every week give it away for free build an audience and then monetize that audience and it worked very very well for him and he's he became a full-time musician basically within a year um we followed his model exactly with his permission i might add and but we we decided to post two songs a month, two songs a week, sorry, because you know, we have a bunch of people rather than just one. But because we are such a diverse set of artists, it didn't work out the the same way that it did for Jonathan Colton. Because you become a Jonathan Colton fan, you go to the site and you become you're you know, you like pretty much everything he does. If you're a fan of Tom Smith, you go to the site and you see a Devo Spice song, you may not like it you know and vice versa so you know we're we're targeting fans of comedy music who like a very diverse style of music and it those people are very very hard to find um and basically it's anyone who listens to the dr demento show is really the only way we've been able to identify our our listenership
0: Hmm. i came in it from like oh it's I'm it's Sarah oh, Boynton or like if you're familiar with like Rhinoceros Tap which was this lovely children's book and album and then that got me onto Weird Al and then actually I have to say Manic Mondays because I searched comedy music podcasts, and I think Manic Mondays was the second link on Google <laughs> so it was very well search optimised at least at the time nice. so Excellent. you know I came in through the Weird Al Weird Al route because I don't think Dr. Demento's has ever been ever been syndicated in New Zealand but yeah
1: yeah, I, I don't know, um, but that that's uh, uh, interesting that you came in through Weird Al. I mean, there are obviously a lot of Weird Al fans who listen to the Fump, um, and I'm a huge Weird Al fan myself. Oh yes, but um, uh, the the odd thing is a lot of Weird Al's fans don't listen to other comedy music, and not only that, they have no interest in any other comedy music. And like you know, if you go up to a Weird Al fan and say, "Hey, you like Weird Al?" Here check out the lonely island or you know check out luke ski or check you know anybody else and they're like no i don't want why would i want to listen to that you know it's it's such a weird like schism in in the fandom and i, I don't i never understood it
0: because like you guys you guys are totally up to that level and like and i think well, thank you and platform i think platform wars which i think was like i think one of the first but the first devo spice or was it sudden death at that point
1: no that was a devo spice song it was one of the early yeah it was one of my early songs after i dropped the name
0: because i know you switched some um non-album sudden death like i think the dear mark was anything that wasn't on an album yet was going to become a devo spice song yeah but like that's like my third favorite comedy song with white and nerdy and green christmas by stan freeberg being the two in front of it
1: Nice. Thank nice. you. I'm in good company. Whole,
0: and I've I've always wondered why Stan um, Franz... St- uh, oh, what's it? Franz, I'm blanking on his name. What the heck? I just said it. Stan Freeberg did, went into advertising because Green Christmas still holds up as an amazing, just ripping the crap out of, of the advertisement. It
1: really does. But you know what? Advertising pays well.
0: <laughs> oh, no, true. But, oh my God. It, it it just holds up. It's such a good record.
1: Yeah, so I'm just—I pulled up my artist page. I believe there were three songs that I had originally posted as "Sudden Death" songs, and then I went back. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure it was August of 2008 when I made the decision to drop the name "Sudden Death." So, "Bacon 2, Electric Boogaloo," "The Geeks Come Out at Night," and "Brain Food," I believe were were originally "Sudden Death" songs, and then I went back and rebranded them as Devo Spice songs, and then after that came "Busted." And then Platform Wars was posted in July of 2009, so that was the night. That was the following year.
0: I still want a video. I know. I know you guys tried, but I still um, want a Platform Wars video.
1: You know, if it if they were still doing those, I'm a Mac, uh. I'm a PC commercials, we would. But now they are retro.
0: Um,
1: yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, the thing is, I don't think anybody knows who they are because they just had, um, you know, Apple just had an event and they had John Hodgman come out at the end as the pc and a whole bunch of people who are watching it were like who the hell's that why is he up there what's he talking about you know so it's like a uh, good thing that was you know 10 12 years ago and you know true people may not remember it very well and besides um jonathan long has gone over to the dark side now he's doing he's doing ads for intel <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yes. but oh that was oh god sorry yeah we. We,
1: we did film um, footage for that. Yeah, uh, I was like, was, can
0: I try and save it? You sent it to me, and I was like, oh, God, the green screen was... <laughs> yeah, you, I did send it to you? Yeah, I, ages ago, I was like, I want this to happen. How bad is it? Can okay. I save it? That was probably, like, five years ago. At this That was years yeah. ago at this point.
1: We filmed it at um, Penguicon, which is a Linux convention that takes place in Detroit every year. And oh. uh, I was... Luke Ski was there, and... Um, dave in 80 from Dualcore, who's also on the song was there so we filmed you know luke and i in front of this this blue screen and it was a blue screen i had borrowed from my day job but we didn't have any lights or anything so it was we're just dealing with the lighting in the room and there there were apparently some really horrific shadows on the blue screen and there was no way to key them out
0: well and i assume cameras have probably improved and I never realized Penguin Chrome was a Linux convention because I've only know about it from people like geeky and nerdy musicians performing at it, but that makes sense.
1: Yeah, well, that's why it's a Penguin, penguin um, yeah. because of it. So, uh, but yeah, I think that's how it started. It's, it has branched out into other stuff. It's, it's become, last time I was there, it was, it was, they had a large makerspace component to it. And I remember some dude, built his own skee-ball machine and he was there in the just in the lobby of the hotel with a skee-ball machine <laughs> i was like that's awesome
0: <laughs> oh yes and while i think about it um i'm not sure if you've seen about licks Lex, the lexicon artist is now oh is now booking for the for a venue in new york and i they were like she was looking for like funny and geeky acts and i've i put your name forward as well is she
1: really because yes. i've yeah, uh, I I know Lex. Uh she yeah, yeah, appeared yeah, well, on one
0: of my songs and I
1: hope I hope I performed with her at um when we opened did. for uh MC Chris a couple of years ago.
0: Oh yeah, no, and I was thinking you, her, and Schaefer would is pro- would I assume that would happen at some point. <laughs>
1: that would be great, yeah. Yeah, I love Schaefer, I love Lex. I don't know if Lex remembers me <laughs> beyond <laughs> but that, you- but uh <laughs> she did a great job on, on um on, on Spider Verses, so
0: Yes, I also need to check out... Oh, it's a new Netflix movie, and it's apparently done by some of the same people. That's Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh,
1: uh, the Mitchells versus the Machines. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I saw the preview for that, and I was like, yeah, I'm in. Uh, let's let's do this. And
0: I thought Spider-Verse was going to be overhyped by the time I saw it, but holy crap. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind, of, movie. I'm kind of... Uh, I'm kind of... I'm kind of at the point where he's like, it's too... Which is a lovely thing to happen, but there's too many superhero movies. Yeah, that's
1: true. <laughs> but spider- actually, I just
0: bought. Um,
1: I don't know if this is a video podcast or an audio podcast, or, but for well, so I'm holding up uh, two action figures I just bought. I got I have Miles Morales and I have Gwen Stacy.
0: Oh my god! Uh, the Looney Tunes joke yeah. at the end, the spider- Oh my god! The Looney Tunes Spider yes. Ham joke.
1: Yeah, and Spider Ham <laughs> comes. Spider Ham comes with uh, Gwen Stacy. So, uh, and they they also made a, a fantastic figure of Peter B. Parker, but he was sold out. So I, I need to I still need to get him. Um, but yeah, this movie blew me away. Um, I think I saw it three times in the theater. Oh yeah. Um, just it was unbelievable. It's it's one of the best movies I've seen in decades. I mean, it's just oh yeah. it, it, it was so good.
0: And spoiler alert the doc Ock that was brilliant.
1: yes i'd love to get an, uh, an action figure of her too
0: hmm. that's i don't know
1: uh, if they're making any oh and just they made oh. up um, they made the prowler action figure um that was the only other figure from the movie that i saw i like i haven't seen penny or um spider-man noir or you know any of the rest of the characters
0: and and considering sony keeps making well at least at a point, they had to keep making Spider-Man movies. (laughs) That's the only reason those films got made, like, in the last 20 years, right? Yeah. Well, 10 years, maybe.
1: They they did the same thing with the Hellraiser movies. That's why there's, like, 13 of those, and they're all terrible.
0: So, oh, okay.
1: They they had to crank in the mouth so that they didn't lose the rights.
0: Well, to be fair, though, that's the only reason why we keep seeing anything related to Spinal Tap in, like, the last 20 years. (laughs) That's a. Yeah, ba- Spinal
1: Tap doesn't have thirty-five sequels to it.
0: <laughs> no, that's a band I would love to tour.
1: That's a band I'd love to open for. There's, yeah, I got a handful of bands I would love to open for.
0: But Spinal yeah. Tap, Weird Al, Power Salad are some of the bands that I go. They're good musicians. Like you, the music has to be good for the jokes to work.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Weird Al's band is amazing. Um, Power it- Salad, Zalesta is is an amazing musician. He's got a degree in jazz, and he you know he plays a dozen different instruments and he sings beautifully. He's just he's amazing talent.
0: I was thinking about this. He has to be the artist that's appeared on the most tracks on the FUMP, right? Your stuff, like like pretty much probably. most of the core, right?
1: Yeah, probably. Um, there, uh, there's other artists who have helped out like with music and backing tracks and stuff uh austin ash uh formerly of smashy claw i don't know if they're still a thing or not um and uh bone cage um have also been like you know kind of musicians for hire for other fun to uh to help with backing tracks and stuff and i've used i've used both Mm -hmm. of them they're they're great work
0: bone cage is kind of one of my favorites of like the the artist you found when you opened up the submission process
1: yeah me too (laughs)
0: it's so good like his parody like oh my god his parody his like
1: parodies is par- on His originals are so bizarre the produ- like yeah. I, the production on the, the first parody time is amazing I heard Cheese horse first time i heard cheese horse i i completely lost my mind he's just a clipping and a clopping and, clopping and a clipping and a clopping on my cheese horse i'm like i i lost it and i've always wanted (laughs) again it's so stupid and he goes a hundred percent and sells it and it's fantastic
0: oh i'm forgetting what the song is but it's like the western song about the sidekick with weird nipples i would love to film like a proper like actual like western like big music video like in like in that like in the valley where they shoot where they shoot all the westerns like massive panning shots and stuff for that song yeah. It's, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm. I am not i i can not think of what song you're talking about. Oh, let me. That porcelain pony was one. It was one of Is my favorite. Is that a horse name? For it? Hold on, live googling. It's. It was from porcelain pony, which was amazing. And. I'm not sure, I was actually quite, I was listening back to that DJ Mixer songs I did, and I didn't mean to start it with I Am The Doctor, and end it with, oh, whatever, I'm sorry I'm blanking on the name of the song, the last song from that album where Doctor Who gets cancelled, from your, from I Am The Doctor.
1: Oh, um... Well, the last song on the album is "I Am the Doctor." Oh. The long uh, word "Doctor Who" gets cancelled is no. um, "Doctor in Distress." Yeah,
0: I just didn't realize. I was just purely looking at like BPMs and like keys. I didn't realize quite <laughs> how I managed to. And I can send you. I can send you the. I can send you, uh, sorry. I can send you the waves of that if you want it. Or <laughs> sure, yeah. Right. Sorry. Um, bum, bum.
1: Yeah, Bone Cage's song Makeshift Vagina is, is on my list of like best fump songs ever. I laughed so hard at that song.
0: Riding High, yes. Sorry, that's it.
1: Riding High. That's not on the fump. That's why I couldn't think of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's it must it must be it's an album exclusive then.
0: Yes. Oh, yes. That. I'm looking through his the songs he's posting. Oh on right, the thump okay, I'm like, no. Oh. Coming up with anything. Ah, <laughs> so. Uh, so. Uh, thank you for suffering through this. It, it is nice to talk to you. So oh, no, it's it's
1: great. Uh, I I wish you the best of luck with the with the new podcast. Podcasting is hard.
0: Uh, yes, well.
1: So what's the plan with the with the podcast? What are you doing actually?
0: I think it's just literally talking to people I I, I admire and find interesting and I think okay. I think it's gonna be if yeah. It, it and I think it's gonna be it's every, going wrong there. I think it's gonna be every two weeks and since I'm not working full time I've kind of like find something to do. Okay. And maybe I'll and I think I maybe think of topics to cover, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> and if you need to go, say, 'cause I as I I would happily talk to you for all I,
1: I do not. If you have anything else you want to talk about, I mean we um I we, I want to plug Fumpfest.
0: Yes, go and do. Yes, do that. Is it happening? So, yet? Yeah,
1: I, uh we don't know yet for sure. Um but it is looking likely. Uh the governor of Illinois announced his uh plan to reopen the state um and he's got a, you know, five five phase plan and right now they're in phase 4 and they need to get to phase 5 in order for events like Fumpfest to happen. So uh Fump Fest started in 2014 is just a comedy music convention that takes place in um chicago and uh we've been doing it every year ever since uh we had dr demento as our guest of honor in 2014 and he's our guest of honor again this year uh because we're going to be celebrating the 50th anniversary of the dr demento show um so he's our guest of honor um we've got a great lineup uh, of artists um, including uh, Amy Engelhart. This is the list of confirmed artists so far. Amy Englehart, Bad Beth and Beyond, Bill Larkin, Clearly Guilty, Insane Ian, Nuclear Bubble Wrap, Ross Childs, The Gothsicles, and Worm Quartet. And I have three more acts I'm waiting to confirm. Um, and uh, yeah, so it's, it's COVID willing, this will be taking place uh, August 20th through 22nd in Chicago. Go to funfest.com for all your funfest needs. That's F-U-M-P-F-E-S-T dot com. I know it's difficult with these made-up words for people to kind of, you know, parse what they are.
0: And I was thinking, I'm not, this might be too much effort, but I was thinking, I don't, because I'm not, if there's like a public access, maybe you could see if you could get that episode aired as like a special on, on public access or something.
1: That's not a bad idea, actually.
0: I did not edit that remotely to broadcast specifications, though, so it might require a bit of
1: massaging. I don't know what's involved, and I don't know what type of audience we would get, but uh, that's not a bad idea. Ian lives in Chicago. I can have him look into it. (laughs) Ian! Do stuff for me.
0: Oh, well, no. I can't do everything myself. Now that's also somewhat of impressive. I, I've kind of been around. I was actually, oh, that Thumpcast episode where you actually invited him into the core Grand old Opry style. Oh, that right. Awesome.
1: <laughs> that was fun.
0: Jeez.
1: Yeah, we also did the, I think we also invited him into the auxiliary live on the Thumpcast. Oh, no, maybe
0: it was the auxiliary. No, it's the auxiliary, which I'm thinking of.
1: Well, I, I think we did both cuz i remember both times luke was like hey ian remember way back when when you remember the auxiliary like 5 minutes ago <laughs> so i'm pretty sure we did it both on on the fumpcast and i know yeah, the fumpcast is fun. uh we do that live every thursday night at 9 p.m. eastern whatever the hell time that is in new zealand i don't know 1 p- um
0: 1 p.m. at the moment to daylight
1: one, so 1 p.m. friday thursday. afternoon
0: yeah, Friday. Yes, Friday. yes. No, no, Friday. Yeah, because yeah,
1: no, I'm so it's Thursday th- for me.
0: Thurs- tomorrow's Thursday. That's today's Thursday from you. Yes. Yes. And <laughs> if you ever do get the cog to thump fist, that will probably push me over the edge. And <laughs> which is. Well, amazing. that was why we had
1: them virtually in 2020, because when, when the event was canceled, um, you know, we wanted to do the live event and we had a lot of the same people, you know, for, performing on the live stream. And I was like, you know what? We should probably look into getting somebody who otherwise wouldn't be able to come because we've looked into getting the Cog to the Consortium of Genius to to Fumfest, and it's just full band, kind of a production. Logical, yeah, full band, like eight people. It's he a logistical. Hard. nightmare.
0: Lewis goes hard on the production. <laughs> yes, he does. He does a great job, though. He really does. Yeah, that's kind of the like the secret lab, which is rec- which is re- which is recording studio, and the band is basically a group of mad scientists. They do lab rock. They're a fan of the plot, which yes. is the first time I've
1: ever seen that. <laughs> it's like they have a backstory and they have the plot and they're you have to keep up with it and stuff. And they do songs about the storyline. It's it's
0: bizarre. It's, it's awesome. It's basically Lewis just putting all of his interests into one thing. Yes. <laughs> oh, I would I would love to have his seat up in terms of his studio and stuff and it's, and you and you should watch escape from the secret lab which is his which is the cog interactive streaming game show Each yes week. that's
1: a very cool show that he does um it's it's on sunday nights right now i think um sunday nights eastern time that is um and he, so what he does is he quote-unquote kidnaps a band from the usually from the new orleans area and forces them to perform in the secret lab and then he has the audience vote by giving donations and if the band gets more donations than the than the the lab then they get to escape and if not they get destroyed (laughs) i want in a very creative way
0: uh, i wonder if he'll open it up to streaming because that would be that that seems like a fun show to do yeah so, well, I know he
1: uh Lewis started that because uh you know there were bands in New Orleans who all of a sudden couldn't perform, and New Orleans is a very big, you know, live venue.
0: Oh, oh yes, it's so, it,
1: it all of a sudden it, there's you know dozens, probably hundreds of bands who had no place to perform, so he wanted to give them a place to perform if you know only for a streaming audience. So,
0: for yeah, so it's for some, from, it's it, it that's been a lovely. Been bonus for me, because would you have done freaking... Would you have moved the Thumpcaster video if it wasn't for Thumpfist?
3: Yes, because we did that um, basically
1: on Carrie Dalby's whim.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> Queen Carrie! <laughs> because
1: we, uh, we were doing the show, and she was on it, and she was like, turn on your camera, I want to see you. So we all turned on our cameras, and then I was like, you know what? We all... Turned on our cameras, we can probably broadcast it like this, and that's how the show became a video show. Um, and then I spent that week putting together like videos for all the bumpers and stuff because I knew I was going to have to play videos for all the bumpers. Um, so that's and that's what you see on the on the on the podcast when it comes in.
0: I I I I, I, I love kind of it, thought. but I it, <laughs> I the thought I had was oh Divo has a stock library video account.
1: Yeah, kind <laughs> of. uh What are you gonna do? I I can't afford to no, you know fear, film all my own no, stuff. So.
0: But it, no, it's been cool to see the evolution. Like, oh, geez, almost what eleven years ago I was around. I remember hearing the creation of those bumpers.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, because we didn't Feed do them all back. at once. You no, know, <laughs> I think we did. I think I did the opening and closing theme, and that was it. And then I think I think you know a couple episodes later, I did the news bumper. And then we needed a feedback bumper for the longest time. So after, you know, Luke had his little feedback, feedback, you know, thing, because I forgot to do the feedback one week, Um, I was like, okay. And I just, I, you know, chopped up a bunch of those and then put put some, you know, stock music behind it. And that's a feedback bumper.
0: So, like, so what, so do you reckon you're going to do more non-thump cast stuff? Because I said, I'm not sure if you saw it in the last, in the chat i was like jackbox or something like
1: you know, uh you mean like games or something yeah, like that like
0: jackbox is you know that interactive quiz thing oh i guess you probably just don't have a, uh, uh, yeah. from, from listening to the inside of this thing you seem to lack is time more than anything yeah, time, <laughs> is
1: not, time is not my friend uh, it really is not um so yeah i i've i, I mean i part of me in the back of my head wants to stream on twitch and just play old atari games just for the hell of it you know just kind of go alphabetically through all the atari games i have and just play them again um i'll probably never do that but uh it might might be fun um but i do uh, i do plan on start doing uh like live concerts of my own stuff do you um, have a date a matter-
0: or is it just the case of it's going to happen when oh. you happen
1: Cause- yeah, because I have to finish setting up all the technology and get everything in order, and it's just I haven't had time with everything that's been going on, and with my sites going down, and and,
0: and it's, just, it's a it's been a mess.
1: So what are so you actually? Someday using- it will happen. What are
0: you actually? Are you running? What are you running? What are you actually using to sh- stream it? I assume you're just running it off one machine.
1: Yeah, so I'm. Um, I I use a. I have a 2016 MacBook Pro. Um, with the crappy keyboard, and uh, that's what I use for for the Thumpcast. Um, for the, the Thumpcast setup, I have uh, OBS set up to stream. Um, I have Zoom on this monitor running full screen, and then in OBS, I do a, a display capture, and that's how the the Zoom gets cast over over the video to Twitch. Um, the audio is played right in obs i have them i pull them in as um, either mp3s or mp4s depending on whether they're audio or video um, and that's about it for that for the for the live concert stream um i needed uh, to set up a virtual audio device for loopback because getting like the getting twitch set up not Switch, getting obs set up, for my backing videos and being able to play them without there being a noticeable lag between my vocals and the backing track, it was it was a nightmare to figure that out. I did finally get it working. It's not a hundred percent, but the the audio of the of the backing track is pretty well in sync with my my vocals. The video is a little off, but that usually doesn't matter because there's not like anything hard timed in most of my videos. So it it should be fine. Um, So I'm using Loopback to set up a virtual audio device to pull this microphone and the audio from VLC into the virtual audio device. And then the virtual audio device is put into OBS and then... Also in OBS, I have a window capture that's capturing the video from VLC, so that plays in like this corner up here. So you get the video, and then I have a couple little overlays of like my logo and stuff. Um, and then I have I have three scenes set up in OBS. I have a scene that looks pretty much like what you're seeing now, which is just me. I have a scene that's just my video, and then I have the picture-in-picture scene. And I bought a uh, USB foot switcher. Um, to to switch between them, so I just it's it's a three three foot pedals and you know scene one, scene two, scene three, and I can switch between them without having to touch my my computer. So it's it's it worked pretty well for for when I did it, um, and now I'm just trying to get the rest of Twitch set up so that I can like accept donations, and when somebody makes a donation, something happens on screen. You know, all all of that kind of stuff is what I'm trying to get set up. And I just haven't had time to sit down and work on it.
0: You didn't want to do green screen background, you in front of videos that way, or was that just another layer of complication and lighting and cost from getting Not going? yet. Okay.
1: I have thought of that. I am considering that. And and what I'd like to do, and I have an idea for how this would work, is perform in front of a green screen and have the video performing video playing behind me, but also have a separate video that's keyed out playing in front of me. So like if I'm doing like dryer portal for example, which is my latest song on the fump about socks getting lost in the dryer, I would have the, the 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 vortex in the dryer running behind me, but in front of me you could see socks floating by. Oh, okay. So, but that requires two videos to be in sync with each other. You know, so and and one keyed out in front of me and then me keyed out in front of the video. And I don't know that my computer has that kind of horsepower, no. so I'm I'm going to do a test, but it's not something I'm going to be able to do soon because, um, you know, it's going to require you know basically updating all of my videos so that I have a foreground and a background video. Um, but I have an idea of how to work to to get the the videos in sync, so that I'm not worried about. It's just I'm not sure about the horsepower and and you know everything. Yeah, I... and and it's a time of making new videos for all these things.
0: Oh yes, no, um, Those ridiculous was dryer portal technically a ridiculous rap?
1: Yes, it was. Uh, Insane Ian suggested it.
0: Okay. Oh no, that is—is is that going to be an EP at some point? Or, or, or oh uh, no, oh no, they just they just end up on your albums, right? Because I'm pretty sure they do. Like, yeah, Florida my favorite ones frying ones pan. That, on,
1: <laughs> Yeah, my my favorite ones end up on the albums. The um, what's, the what's, stupid it, rap battles are separate. Oh, stupid those rap are, battles. That's not, what I'm confusing them. Yeah. Yeah, those are not suggested by fans. Those are just my own stupidity coming to the foreground. Um, But yeah, uh, every so often I do what I call ridiculous raps where I take suggestions specifically looking for ridiculous topics for, for rap songs. And like the craziest one I got so far that I was actually able to make into a song, I think, was TV's Kyle's suggestion, which is. There's a blueberry flavored marmot that lives in my right knee and grants me all my shaving desires.
0: I would have, I would have said that was a Worm Quartet suggestion more than a TV Kyle suggestion. Yeah, no,
1: that was that was TV's Kyle. Yeah, so um <laughs> that was I, I took that as a challenge. I'm like, okay, you you're gonna you mess with me like that, Kyle? I'm gonna actually do this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when are we, and also, we, I it's when are we go? When are we gonna get more Worm Quartet? I I I get life gets in the way of stuff, but.
1: Well, we just got the, the
0: Pac-Man. EP oh, yeah, that's that true.
1: Oh, my God. So that's that, that's been his big project. He is hoping to have a new album out by Fest. So hopefully later this year, we'll have a new Worm Quartet album.
0: They had trouble getting that album on streaming, right? Because I think this, the vision <laughs> I've they seen did. is like, just like the outline of... But kind of understandable. Yeah. I don't blame like the, the distribution companies for that. Yeah, so
1: the, the problem they ran into was... Uh, there, there were three problems, and let me let me pull it up so that I I, don't, I get this right. Um,
0: Obviously, the so, Worm Quartet Pac-Man, I guess, was one. <laughs> yeah, so the, the Worm... Uh... Which is, this is, is this, a, this is basically Worm Quartet, who was pretty much, well, Pac-Man is this thing. Is that him just yeah. doing cover, wait, it's originals and covers?
1: Some original, some covers, yeah. So the album is called The Pac-Man EP, and it has a, a cover drawn by TV's Kyle of the cartoon version of Pac-Man from the TV show playing a guitar, which is what was Shoebox's instrument of choice. So they went to put it up on the streaming services, and first of all, they rejected the album art because it's a trademarked character, a copyrighted character, one of the two. So, okay, that's understandable. I, you know, I can get that, but so what they ended up doing was they just whited out the character. So it's a silhouette of the character now, which is unfortunate because the the artwork is really cool.
0: Well, TV so then like. It was TV style.
1: Yeah, TV style did the artwork. So then they objected to the album title um, of the Pac-Man EP because EP is supposed to be either a certain number of songs or a certain duration of... Of an album, oh. I'm not sure which. I would have.
0: I would have taken. I thought sure they would have had that. issue with the first half of that title. And not the... it's
1: like, right? Yeah, no. The, the, they let Pac Man through, but it was the the words EP that they didn't like. And it's like, and it's not like this is a legal thing. It's not like you know the FDA is you know restricting people from calling things EPs if they have too many songs on them. So shoebox named the song the same name the album the pac-man assemblage assortment thingy of selections that plays extendedly
0: like at this point that's
1: how it's listed on spotify
0: the difference between lp and ep is like meaningless now with streaming yeah (laughs) and
1: and the other the third issue they had was a couple of the song titles um at the end of side one he has i think it's called side one outro intro and then the following track is side one outro. And then I think the the third song, the, the, the first song on the second side is side two intro or something like that. And they said, well, this is a streaming service. You can't have sides. You can't call your songs that. And it's like, are you kidding me? So he has, these songs are called Introduction to the Finale of the Penultimate Side and then followed by a song called Finale of the Penultimate Side and then Overture for the Post-Penultimate Side which just seems it's more like, on brand for when caught oh. it to me though isn't <laughs> yeah it it really is but it, it was so stupid and, and the artwork was what really pissed him off the most because the artwork is really nice that, But what that's you the problem
0: with needle juice I don't have the money and I don't have a record player and they always seem to be putting out good stuff
1: yeah <laughs> they're doing very well from what I understand
0: yeah that's cool well they introduced me to king gizzard as well oh okay is that'll do it so yes well
1: yeah they, they've actually become a victim of their own success in that the uh post office by them has banned them from uh doing pickups so i don't know how they're shipping their their records anymore because the post office refused to pick them
0: up which i didn't think was legal but and especially well not meaning to go back gestures to last election i that that like ew, what how like maybe a, maybe a bs health and safety too heavy lifting type bullcrap but
1: i don't know yeah i i think jace actually has to like go to like the neighboring town and drop it off at a different post office or something i don't know
0: it, well i know shipping's horrendous but at what point do you just not use the united states postal service but I
1: get... yeah i don't know
0: and that's what that's also. Enough. I mean,
1: UPS and uh, UPS and and FedEx are like substantially more expensive for shipping stuff like this. Oh, as you as so, you would as you would know. <laughs> yeah, shipping internationally, especially, it just
0: it I wonder, went off the chart. I wonder if you would actually lose money if I had a tier free subscription. You would probably end up losing money, right? <laughs> On my tier free if um, I had a tier three subscription and got the CDs.
1: Well, no. I we actually have. I think we have another subscriber oh, in yes. New Zealand. Actually.
0: Oh yes, you've mentioned him uh, or her or day before. Yeah,
1: I'm. Pr- I'm pretty sure we have at least one other New Zealand subscriber. We had. Uh, we had a guy from Israel, but he went down to level one. Um, oh yes, and- I know. There's and- two people from the UK. And while I um, think of it, thank like-
0: thank you for this subscription thing you did for me during the pandemic. Oh no, that was no lovely. problem.
1: Yeah, no problem. Uh, we were happy to help out. We only had a couple people take advantage of that, but you know, it's we were we were happy to do it. And your customer service um, has yes. always
0: been amazing because, considering your one man <laughs> operation, I've had better better customer service response from you than some big corporations.
1: Well, thank you. Well, and that's actually one of the advantages to being a small company is that you can offer better customer service. That's like one of the things you can tout is you know, as opposed to being you know Apple or something like that. So you, know, you also. You
0: can- making your own you you realize it was cheaper just to manufacture your own thump cds at this point
1: yes so i actually do it in-house uh, right over there um I, ha- I bought a cd duplicator and a cd printer um and i have a color laser printer and i got the you know the right stock and the right materials and i i have a fine arts background so i have the skills necessary to to do it and do a nice job with it uh, i also bought a shrink wrap machine so yeah, we print everything in-house now. I'm actually, I've, I've actually, I'm planning to, I've been, I've opened this up to other artists. So I've done uh, CD duplication projects for Carla Albrich and Lauren Mayer and um, a couple other people who are not FUMP artists. And uh, I'm actually in the process of doing one for uh, Biesta Resistance right now, which is a uh, oh, yes, podcast that uh, Chris Mazalesta of Power Salad was involved in. Um, so that I have that project, uh, and I'm planning to build a website for this service so that I can actually get business and I haven't had time to, (laughs) it's been on my to-do list for months (laughs) I just haven't had time to.
0: So does that mean you can, are you, are you just literally making to order or I guess that means you don't, we're not going to have the traditional, please get these CDs out of my basement, Divo Spice sale? going forward not anymore oh well i mean for the old
1: ones yeah because i still have you can probably see there's there's my those all those boxes are filled with cds so you know there will be get this crap out of my basement sales for some of the older ones but for the newer ones i print as you know as many cds as there are level two subscribers to ship those out plus like five so that way I have a couple ready for when the orders come in. Um, and then when I run out, I make five more. Okay. So, you know, it's I'm never going to okay. have, you know, a, a hundred extra CDs that I need to get rid of.
0: Because, And I totally understand that. I would love if you did like flack or high quality downloads. I understand that's probably a very small market and a lot of server space to do it. But because that's what that's, I would love to get, I don't need CDs, but I would love uncompressed audio of everything. Is that just... We've
1: considered it, and we, we may do that at some point, um, oh. just because there there are more and more people interested in, in FLAC files. Um, so we, we may do it, you know, and again, it's just one more project that, you know, would be added to my list of projects. So. Don't you
0: already have... Do you, don't you have the waves, or did you just rip high-quality MP3s when you last... No,
1: we have the WAV files. Oh, okay. That's one thing we've insisted on since the beginning is the artists have to submit WAV files. Now, there have been, I believe, two instances where the artist physically didn't have the WAV file and we had to post the the MP3 and put that onto the CD, which I didn't like doing, but nobody's complained. So <laughs> out of 1,500 songs, I think having two that we couldn't get the wave file for, I think that's a pretty good ratio. Um but yeah, we have all the the oh. wave files.
0: Do you do you look at? I assume are they are the FUMP CDs behind you? Do you just look at them and, f- and feel like proud of like the fact that these eighty six freaking They're... albums of of a new my comedy personal music collection?
1: Yeah, my personal collection of FUMP CDs is up on the shelf up there, and I have them all You're, lined up. You and Luke, on maybe on the maybe are
0: two people with complete sets. <laughs> Me one? and
1: Luke definitely. Um... And I know there's a couple of other people who have complete sets because uh, we have we we have a couple of subscribers who have been around since the beginning um so I know they all have complete sets
0: and but and like and if you want and you can get the lower quality album the ones that go out to print you put up for free download at the lower level if I'm not mistaken yes.
1: yeah so any album that's two years old we put up uh, we, we make available as a free download in the store as a low quality mp3 so it's 128k mp3 and it also doesn't contain the bonus content on the vid on the album which is usually a bonus video of some kind
0: oh yes no, it's, that's that that's and yes that, that's crazy well maybe you should do something when you reach uh, uh, the 100th album at some point
1: i'm sure we will i'm sure we'll do something with the 100th album you know it's, just, it's amazing to think that we will have a hundred albums worth of music. <laughs> you know, that's kind of crazy.
0: So what was your like expectation going into it? Because you basically got from the story from what, well, because that interview on one of the earlier compilations, you almost got press ganged into doing this by Rob Boulder back in the day.
1: Yeah, th- uh, this whole thing was Rob's fault. <laughs> um, he got me involved because he knew I would get the job done and I was a web developer and I could build the website and, and make it all work. Um, I've kind of been running everything since then. Um, I was the one who came up with the pricing structure and how we were going to monetize the thing. And you know, the, the two album, you know, the month, the album every other month was, I believe that was my idea. Um, you know, I do, I do all the accounting. I, I pay the artists every month. Um, you know, so it's, it's been a whole, it's been a whole thing. Um, Rob had Rob is a visionary and I mean that literally like he will say we can do this this and this and then we will get to here and it rarely works out to that degree um, which is why he's no longer involved in the thump because it hasn't worked out to what he what he was expecting but I, I'm a little more realistic in 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 what I'm what I foresee happening and um, but, uh, as, as Tom Smith said, um, when, when, you know, during the first like six months of the thump, Rob posted what he was expecting of us. And, and Tom said, Rob has us owning a small island in two years, <laughs> which I thought would have been nice, you know, having the thump have its own island somewhere.
0: Or like, in like big group internet, like a bit like, I assume it's not feasible because like, i have just, you know, like an old school, like two package tour show would be awesome. Yeah
1: yeah i would i would that's one thing we've always wanted to do is like have a bunch of fump artists just go on tour um and it kind of is what fump fest became um it, because it's just not practical to you know especially since almost all of us have day jobs yeah but you know, so i, and I not assume
0: crazy. maybe when you were younger maybe after college sleeping in a van sleeping on floors and eating fast food may have been more of appealing to tour the country
1: yeah uh, well, I, I still eat fast food all the time, but um, but-, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I would require sleeping in a hotel at this point. So if if I go on tour, I actually do want to go on tour. I was invited to go on tour with Psycho Stick, and and it, it, we couldn't make it happen. Well,
0: haven't they? Been, um, but, oh no, they have posted on the Thump. Haven't have they? Or not Psycho while? Stick, no. Oh come
1: on. <laughs> They've never been on the farm the
0: hokey version of the hokey Pokey is just amazing and I can only imagine how fun that must be at live shows yeah
1: I was I was actually up on stage with them when they were doing the hokey pokey that's at what, one of their shows that's
0: what made hokey oh sorry I was gonna say that's what made Oakley keep- dope Oh sorry
1: no, they, they 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 ended their show with the Hokey Pokey, and they invited all the other bands to come out on stage with them, and we all did the Hokey Pokey with Psycho Stick. It was great.
0: That's what made seeing Oakley Doakley live so great because it was they were a great band and they're lovely people. I talked to them after the show, but a group of people coming to give up for something so utterly ridiculous is kind of awesome. <laughs> and I never thought I would have seen them in New Zealand as well. Yeah, I've never seen
1: them live. I do want to. I do want to see them next time they come around here. It's so I'm keeping my eyes open.
0: Uh, well, it, it gives. I I, I think the Proto min might be, for, might be. Well, they've definitely toured Australia off the back of. Well, have you contacted Packs because they have Packs Australia and that's how MC Frontalot and the Proto min did your Australian tour. They toured off the I, back I of have PAX. Been,
1: yeah, I have submitted to Packs a couple of times. I have not been selected yet. Um, they're they're on my list of, of you know places. To try to get into and in fact um josh from psycho stick the guitarist uh told me to just go to pax and just try to network even if you don't get booked so i, I may do that anyway
0: so yes well thank you for coming on the show i will let you go and thank you for partaking in this experiment at least at least well, thanks f- for having me. oh no problem it is lovely to talk to you and so i guess f- f- this is the next big thing on the horizon
1: yeah, FumpFest is the next big thing. Uh, that's where I'm putting, um, I'm, I'm going to be putting, focusing most of my attention for the next couple of months. Um, I, as soon as I get a couple of little things off my plate, then I'm going to be, you know, zeroing in on FumpFest. Um, and uh, yeah, and uh, <clears throat> I'm online at devospice.com. Uh, I'm easy to find. I'm, I made sure I'm very easy to find. I'm good with SEO. So just search, I... search Devospice, you will find
0: me and i figured since i have that like mix of songs i'm just going to slap it on here at the end of the episode it's okay it's it's geeky stuff and most i think the majority of it is for is from is it i am the doctor is your doctor who theme well yes is that so that's a song for each of the 12
1: yeah uh yeah it was it was a song for well the first thing i did was the title track i am the doctor because i wanted to do a doctor who song and that that tr- that track is about the the new version of Doctor Who up through Matt Smith um and it was just kind of a general, you know, Doctor Who type song. And then when I came up with the idea to do the concept album, I decided to do one song per incarnation of the Doctor. So each song is about some aspect of Doctor Who and it's keyed into that doctor. So like the first song is uh, uh, it's it's about it's a general Doctor Who song, but it's about William Hartnell's Doctor in particular. The second song is called "Lost in Time" because the uh, the BBC, when the show first aired, after the, after they aired the show, they literally just threw out the tapes. So there are about a hundred episodes still missing to this day. And the second Doctor, Patrick Troughton, was the one most affected by that policy. So that's why I made his his song about that topic. And I managed to list. All the titles of all the missing episodes are listed in that
0: song. Oh, cool. And well, I was just because I know, I think there's another Bandcamp Friday coming up. So I was going to yeah. say, if you like what you hear, go and buy it on. I'm sorry, I'm just Googling when the next when the next Bandcamp Friday is. And isn't Bandcamp wonderful? It's, it's
1: Friday, actually, I believe. It's it's the 7th. So um, oh, yeah, okay. you can find me online on Bandcamp. I'm at not Devo sure I'm going to have that Bandcamp. up by then. <laughs> oh, okay. Well,
0: <laughs> I will cut that you out. <laughs>
1: No, it's fine. <laughs> but
0: isn't it a lot? But that—that's. Isn't Bandcamp just lovely? Well, I, from 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 maybe a consumer's point of view, I don't know what it's like. From an artist's no, it's, point it's, of view, Bandcamp
1: is great. Uh, it's it's very easy to use. Uh, they're very artist friendly. Um, you know, I, mean, I, I have no complaints about Bandcamp. Oh, and
0: they've just done started doing ticketed and live streaming shows as well. If, yes. I guess I guess you probably want to build an audience before you try and monetize. Yeah,
1: Mark Gunn shows. just did a, a live stream on Bandcamp.
0: Nice. So, well, I'm sorry. I just see goodbye, but I do have another question. And If you need to go, please tell me, Diva, oh, because I... Go ahead. Well, would you now do CDs? Like, if you started the funk now, would you still do the CD, like the top tier CDs?
3: Nah, probably
1: not. Uh, if we were just getting started, we'd probably just focus on streaming. Um, because it, it is a, a very low demand at this point. However, our audience demands cds they they really want the cds do you mean um, do you, when you uh, say
0: audience do you mean luke and i i, I like luke just to be clear no just the, um,
1: i'm joking luke sorry we have we you know we have a good number of subscribers who get the cds and um at Fumfest a couple of years ago somebody asked during our q a session if we were ever going to stop offering the cds and i said no and there was like an audible sigh in the audience like oh thank god you know um because they want them you know they're collectors. They're you know something physical to collect, and and they want them. So um and,
0: and do you know like the, do you know the age demographic? Because from like I ended up talk- on a Zoom call with a bunch of people after last pump fest, and I don't want to make assumptions, but I'm assuming I might be at the younger end of the pump Because if it's from the doctor, the, yes. if it's the doctor Demento the kind of feeder, because yes. that's what like you
1: are. Yeah, you are the you are in the younger end of of our audience. Um, our audience does skew older because they do tend to be a lot of old school Doctor Demento fans. So they're people my age and like ten to fifteen years older. Generally, is is in that range. Okay, which is weird okay. to think of people that age listening to rap music, but whatever. I'm going to be that age producing rap music, so and that's going to be. weird.
0: I've always wondered, like, and I, I like the thump, and I know this isn't intentional, but maybe getting, uh, and I think this might. I think this might just be a comedy music problem in general, just getting a wider, less white and male kind of artist roster. Is That, that is a comedy looking... music problem, and yes. And I know that's not, and I'm no, I'm like 90% like, sure that's not intentional, but that's kind of what yeah. I liked about opening it up. There's been other voices like the Library Bards, for example, have been right. another great recent addition. Are you yeah, doing th- that? That is
1: something that actively bugs me on the Fomp is that we don't have more you know, minority groups on the thump. And, like, and yeah. it's just, that's just the the the, the audience. Um, there's exactly one African-American comedy musician working right now that I know of, exactly one. And it's like, I'd love to invite her on the thump, but at the same time, I don't want to go, hey, you want to be our token black girl? Mm. You know, that's, that's not a
0: good look either, so... <laughs> Because <laughs> kind of the vibe I get from the thump is very welcoming. and it, 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 Yeah. It, well, it is always interesting to see, especially during the last election of the Dr. the Demento group, the kind of more right-wing comedy song, left-leaning debate type thing going on.
1: Yeah. <laughs> That's just happening all over America these days. But, um, yeah, we I mean, we when we get a song submission, we judge it on basically two criteria. Is it funny and is it well-produced? and we don't pay any attention to the the gender or age or you know background ethnicity of of the artist you know we just don't care um you know if if it's funny and well produced we'll take it you know that's that's our criteria that's all there is to it
0: oh and so that's something i appreciate like Lewis is one of my favorite music makers and he like the quality that you, it is. Well, any, everyone on the pump, it's amazing. The quality with compute, like what you can do now. Yeah. I do find it interesting on the last podcast. You said you were glad that this wasn't around. Uh, do, are we, are we maybe as an April fool's joke, you could release, <laughs> you release can, all
1: the old sudden, that stuff that I recorded in high school. That never going to happen. <laughs> yeah. I released that stuff exactly once on a Kickstarter and I charged four hundred dollars for it.
0: Rhythms of the Crypt was it? Based, was it the base of sudden death? Yeah,
1: yeah. When I did Rhythms from the Crypt, one of the the top tiers was for four hundred dollars. I would give you what I called the ultimate fanboy collection, which was everything I ever recorded, either as sudden death or Devo Spice. It didn't include like guest appearances on other people's tracks, but it was everything that I recorded, including all the stuff I recorded in my basement in high school. All the stuff that sounds absolutely terrible because it was recorded in a basement with no microphone, just a boom box in the middle of the room. I would literally make the instrumental and I had a stereo down there and I put the tape of the instrumental in the, in the stereo, hit play, and then I would wrap into the open air microphone in the boom box and hit record and that's how i did and depending on how close i was to the boombox would determine my my levels and i had to like adjust i'm like okay that was too loud that was too soft i had to move back and forth to get it just right and it was it sounded awful
0: <laughs> i'm i'm pretty sure the mountain goat started off like that as well if you're familiar with that band so you know.
1: I'm not but uh it was very punk rock of us you know to 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 do stuff like that
0: oh yeah so that's it uh, so are you got? Uh, are you guys trying to target a young younger demographic, or is it just because we? You know, uh, it's interesting you hear what you say, hearing you say well, about Weird Al, because you would think there'd be more crossover. And you know, when he had a number one, when he had a number one album a couple of years
1: ago, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, we are. I mean, it, it is something that we're. You know, it, it's always in our minds. It's, it's 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 not so much targeting a younger demographic. It's it's how can we expand our fan base, and we don't really care what age the fan base is but um you know one of the reasons why you know we wanted nuclear bubble wrap involved was because they were they were younger Um, when they first came to us i think they were just out of high school or just out of college or something like that um so jace and um and austin are both you know some substantially younger than the rest of us
0: yeah i always find it interesting that they now psychedelic rock and come i mean come on guys embrace your comedy (laughs) (laughs)
1: Yeah, they're they're not like they're not like issuing comedy music like other artists have, but they they've definitely kind of taken a left turn and gone into the weird psychedelic stuff. But that's fine. No, but you know. it, other artists are. It's like, no, I want to make money. Forget comedy and walk away from it.
0: You know, it's. I guess getting that crossover because you know, like tenacious D, like Spinal Tap. I would think Spinal Tap could do a sellout arena tour. What, like 40 I'm years sure after yeah. the album came out
1: yeah i'm sure of it
0: it just must be so for... uh, well every time i see someone like new doing comedy music i'm like submit to the thump <laughs> <It's>...
1: <laughs> I, yeah and we and so do we you know every time you know like when um jessica delfino would do the new york funny songs fest um you know i i, I any time i struck up a conversation with with an artist there i would say i would tell them about the thump um and that was a weird situation because new york is like its own little ecosystem of of comedians and jessica did the new york funny songs fest and she she had like 300 people on the bill throughout the weekend and i had heard of two of them and i'm like how the hell are you finding this many comedy musicians and especially ones i'd never heard of ones who have never been played on the dr demento show it's like where are these people and, and you know, because if you're a musician from New York, you perform at whatever club or venue you can find, coffee shop, whatever, and that's it. Then you go home. You know, because that's the way it is in New York. So it's it's weird that it's its own little ecosystem here. So I was trying to invite you know some of these you know some of these artists onto the font, but we got a couple of them. I, saw- I don't remember which ones we got, but I I, um, I, I did. Um, uh, we got Reformed Whores out to um, Fump Fest, although they haven't posted a song. But they are—they—they they, they did perform at Fumpfest a couple of years ago.
0: Oh no! Um, one of the cool things about editing that video was getting to listen to the uh, getting to listen to the um to the board recording of the Arrogant Worms. They're so good. They <laughs> yes, they, they are. are. It's like they've been doing it for a while. They are so yeah, you think effortless? Holy crap! That must have been fun. And they, the, yeah. they think, seem like good dudes as well. about
1: uh, the funny story about the Arrogant Worms. Um, they had... Um, they were doing their sound check. We, we have... Um, when we do fun Fest, we, there's a two-hour break for dinner, but that's also the time that the, the, the guest of honor has to do their setup and sound check. So Chris was doing the sound check with the Arrogant Worms, and then they just kind of abruptly shut down and left. And he was like, did I do something wrong? What was going on? Well, what happened was uh, Mike had wanted to try Chicago pizza. So they ordered um oh
0: right a, before a concert.
1: A, deep dish. Yeah. a boat deep of dish cheese, isn't it? From, from Lou Malnati's And
0: oh I remember during, referencing to this. I think they joked yeah, about so, it in the
1: set so During their sound check, I went up to I went up to them. I'm like, I'm not rushing you. Take as much time as you need, but your pizza's in Mike's room. <laughs> and they were like, all right, so we're done. This sounds good. And they walked off stage. <laughs> <laughs> and then so if you listen to the recording from FunFest that year um they make a couple references to it um you know it's like because it, I, I think um mike said he had he had a, a like like two and a half slices of of pizza and you hear the audience go oh <laughs> so and then he's like he goes that's like 18 canadian you know
0: <laughs> so what's your setup for that because those sound really good like what are you, are you just taking multi tracks and the yeah. audience mics? Because that they sound good.
1: Yeah, we, we they, didn't have audio, audience mics in, in 2015. Oh, no, I think, 2015. I think
0: I think i mi- I think I mixed right. from the camera. That's where I got that's where I got okay, audience yeah. audio for that. But it was it, they sound so, good
1: start in 2014. We used Luke um little PA system for, for the sound. And it was sufficient, but it wasn't really great. So in 2015, we actually uh, hired a, a local um, sound company to rent equipment from. Um, and he gave us this digital mixing board and really nice speakers and amps and everything. And it's, it sounds amazing. And he's, you know, four really nice wireless microphones. Um, and then he also mics the, the audience and he gave us a couple of spotlights and stuff um and it it it's it's worked out great and and the, the really cool thing is that the the mixer has an app for your phone so chris who runs the sound could actually like go into the audience and hear what the audience is hearing and then mix you know the sound from the oh, audience yeah. on his phone was having
0: <laughs> was having because i because was not having the desk not at like the tradition was having the desk at like the traditional front of house location not a possibility or was it wasn't it was it
1: was the problem was we couldn't put it in the back of the room because that's where the entrance is and that's also where uh, table 27 is which is our merch table so it would have to have been like off in the back left corner which wouldn't have been ideal and then we would have had to run like 200 feet of cable to the stage in order to get it to work so we just set it up by the stage and then have somebody come out just go out into the audience periodically and check things but chris knows what he's doing so it's, it's it sounded great so
0: so you would so you were able to take individual feeds you, was that all multi-tracking yeah oh nice
1: yeah the um the audio from the the board goes into chris's laptop where he records it in in multi-track so each you know each microphone is its own track the if the audio if the uh, artist has a backing track that goes in as its own separate track um each one of the di's is basically a separate track so if the artist gets up on stage with a live instrument that gets recorded separately um so yeah there's just a, a lot of multi-tracking and then chris does a mix down and then sends me a wave file and then that that's that
0: so who, so obvious i assumed the cog and i guess it's easy to say probably what weird al and spinal tap who were like some of the acts you would love to see at fump fest just out of interest
1: i have been trying to get oh what's her name uh Rachel Bloom. Oh um, yeah, she was
0: a. Oh yeah, she's. Oh that. Oh yeah, Rachel Bloom. Rachel Bloom's awesome. Fuck me, Ray i Brad her
1: since twenty fifteen, and she's willing to come out and do the show. She's just been. You know, it's always been a scheduling conflict well, because she was she was huh. doing my crazy girlfriend yeah, I've for done, a while. I, I studied film and
0: TV, so that's and she's writing the song. She's she's yeah. That's oh my god. Well, that was... A, oh, okay. Was that a successful show or was it a show that survived? Because that's probably the biggest profile comedy music thing we've had that's been on TV probably, in years, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. Um, I've, I have I mean, honestly, I I've, I never got around to watching it, which is, you know, it's it's on my list of shows I want to watch, but that list is like 300 I've, shows I've long mainly and-
0: listened to the music, but when you consider how many songs they wrote like for each episode, I think, yeah. was it Adam Schlesinger? I think was also... Involved with that, I, thought... I
1: couldn't, couldn't tell you. Oh. I don't know.
0: No, but yeah, no, but but... yeah,
1: she's on my list. Um, you know, I, there's she's the main one I've been oh. trying to get. I, I would, I, I, I do want to get her. I, um, well... I've actually spoken to Ogden Edsel about oh, coming wow. out to do so. That may be that may happen in the future.
0: Oh, do oh, I'm blanking on the name. Oh, who did fish That I'm blanking Barnes on the... and Barnes. Yeah, <laughs> are they performing at all or
1: is it? Or, or, or... They do occasionally. Um, I know uh Grandpa Choco used to run a comedy music show in California called the Board Tour and he booked Barnes and Barnes once. I want um, more
0: throwing oh, sorry. I was gonna say I want more <laughs> throwing toasters as well, but he's too busy being successful with his puppetry.
1: Yeah. He actually performed for the first time in years at uh, MarsCon oh, yeah. at Virtual Marscon last month or no, two but, months ago.
0: But that's it is actually cool to see like toy toil- the taking off and him. Doing like improv stuff with Henson. It's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I just feel like radioactive chicken heads would be cool, but that's pretty much the same problem as um, the COG. It's a full band from the other side of the it's country. A full
1: band, yeah. And uh, you know who suggested them? Uh, John Caffiero, uh, Dr. Demento's manager. Oh, yeah. Because I asked him, I was like, hey, are there any acts you think would be good to come out the Fump Fest? And, and the first band he said was the radioactive chicken heads. So. I haven't looked into them. I haven't. I yep. haven't spoken to them. I don't know what it would take to get them out to Fumpfest, but they, they have been brought up.
0: Oh yeah, and speaking of, of that, reminded me we want Fump Al artists on the next covered and punk album. Not. It was a phenomenal release, but there's so many more.
1: Yes, I'm like please, please. I, it, I know which Luke r- Ski had reached out to John about about possibly doing a song. <sighs> I know um power salad actually did a punk version of religion and politics and posted it on the thump you know af- after that album came and out and so afraid I'm of the hope-
0: vacuum cleaner as well which was
1: yeah he did a punk version of that oh, too I, so was
0: it dd Dee Dee ramon who had a rap career because i was thinking that's how you get in on that <laughs> dan do it, dan, do it.
1: <laughs> Yeah, oh, and the only reason I know that is because Worm Quartet mentioned it <laughs> in one of his songs.
0: Oh, but that was a phenomenal. That was a phenomenal. Not wanting to take away from the fact, that that was a phenomenally good album, and the amount of work John must have had to have done to cut to do licensing and put that together.
1: Oh, the covered in punk yeah, album. In yeah, the in punk
0: album's spectacular. It's
1: fantastic. Yeah, that's a great album. And and like the highlight of that album for me was was Brack, uh performing um, the suicidal tendencies um, institutionalized. Holy crap! That was so awesome and so weird.
0: I've always I, t- I i tweeted him to ask, but I always wondered why it was just Weird Al not Weird Al's band on beat on the brat, which was also a phenomenal song on that album. Oh, I don't know, but
1: uh, yeah, awesome. couldn't tell you.
0: But the amount, ima- but the amount of people that were on that were good. But yes, and that. But yeah, that think- ho-
1: hopefully the fump will have some kind of representation on on the follow up. So.
0: Or, or just do your own version yeah, <laughs> covered, that, yeah. <laughs> covered in fomp
1: yeah covered in fomp yeah that has been mentioned yeah
0: <laughs> so, oh god it's yeah well i would yes well fomp Fist is different and cuz i i also galloping ghosts in chicago is something i want to go to as well
1: well, come on out, you know, get get oh. your ass to Chicago and come to FunFest.
0: <laughs> is that just where the, is that just where the, I assume you did it in Chicago because that's where MarsCon was and that's, is that, was it just, that's where you felt you had the fan base or?
1: MarsCon is in Minneapolis. Oh, Minneapolis. Yeah, the same, fan base same answer is correct because. Same
0: state? Uh, <laughs> no.
1: No. My neighboring geog- area, it's like oh, six okay. hours. My
0: geography is appalling.
1: It's fine. Um. <laughs> The, uh, I don't expect someone from New Zealand to know where the states are. I really don't. Because <laughs> um, don't ask me anything about New Zealand geography other than there's big rocky mountains. That's all I know about New Zealand geography. Um, so the uh, Dr. Demento was on WLUP in Chicago pretty much from the beginning to the end. So the entire time Dr. Demento was on the radio, he was on a major station in Chicago. So there's a big comedy music following in chicago just because of that so that's why i had the, the i have fump fest in chicago to try to pull some of those dr demento people into the event oh does it does it... it would be a lot easier to have the show in new jersey but it would be a lot more expensive and i don't think we could do it because we'd have to do it like in in new york city because we have to do it near an airport so you're either talking about new york city or newark and New York is ridiculously expensive, and I don't know what Newark is like, but it's
0: you know. And wasn't there one time where you had a major? Yeah. I think it was in God hates comedy musicians. You talk about was it a New York show that had a major rainstorm and yeah. a terrorist for it, which basically decimated dis- yep. the audience?
1: Yeah, that's my that's my my go to uh, example of God hates comedy musicians because before I ran FunFest, I did another event called uh, the, Oz- the, uh, sorry, the odd sorry the OddFest. It was a parody of the Ozfest was the name, um, and I did one in two thousand three, um, which was me, Worm Quartet, and um, uh, the guy who did Char- Charlie something, um, Eric Schwartz. Um, so I did that in two thousand three, and it was not a kind of a big success not a lot of people came out to it but it was fun and you know it was it was it was what it was and then in 2006 I convinced myself to do another one so I did the I did the odd fest again in 2006 and I said okay I need to do it in New York City where there's more people and maybe we can get some foot traffic and just get people in off the streets and stuff like that I found a venue willing to host it and um, that day there was a, a terrorist threat the that had been shut down. Actually, the uh, the feds had had foiled a an active terrorist plot, and all planes were grounded. The plot was to blow up, I think, six planes that were flying over, uh, over the Atlantic and it, to what, the U.S. What year
0: was this? Sorry, because it wasn't that two thousand six. Oh, okay, so not that long after.
1: Yeah, so it was two thousand six. Um, so there was the terrorist plot that grounded all the airplanes, and that was like the big news. That was like you know they shut off cable, and, and people were watching the news for that day and then the biggest freaking thunderstorm i've ever seen ripped through new york city and the streets cleared and we performed to seven people who just happened to be in the place at the time and had no idea i mean they enjoyed it but they had no idea what they were getting themselves into (laughs)
0: yeah so So. and actually talking about i'm is it the Fucking Room from Circus or What is one of my favorite comedy sketches. Yes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if this was a clean podcast or I've not. Swore. So. Oh, I've thought. So, um, well, yeah. It... <laughs> so, so when we started doing Circus or so What, which is a sketch comedy group I do with uh, Shoebox of Worm Quartet, The Great Luke Ski, and Chris Masalesta of a Power sketch salad.
0: comedy-like super group, basically.
1: <laughs> basically, yeah. Um, it, th- this was Shoebox's idea, because he I apparently f- always wanted sketch comedy. Uh, he got Luke. He invited Luke first, and the two of them did a. They did an early version of um, Escargot Flambe à la Mode together, and then uh, they decided to invite me in. So then it was the three of us for a little while, and then after a while, we invited Chris in. So it was the four of us, and that's kind of where we've landed. So- and I was chatting with Shoebox one day um on just google g chat and we were talking about booking our rooms for mars con and he said you know i haven't booked my fucking room yet i was like oh you got a fucking room i got a non-fucking room <laughs> and we were like hey there's a sketch and then for the next half an hour we just traded jokes back and forth and we basically wrote all the jokes that were are in that sketch basically came out of this chat um and then a little bit later um, I went through the chat and uh, like formatted the into an actual cohesive script that made sense, and that's what you see as the end result. So, is
0: that the type of thing you guys want to be in the room while you do? Because it's been a while. It, it's been. Is the plan to do more? Or well, obviously twenty twenty is. Or is it kind of just rested for a bit? Because it's three <laughs> albums and it's been two recording sessions. Is how it worked out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, we definitely want to do more we definitely want to get together again and do more. Um, Lukes on
0: the other coast now though right
1: From yeah and it, it's kind of a it, part of it is we haven't done a whole lot of writing of, of sketches since then. Um, we have ideas and we every so often we'll you know send we have a, a, a mailing list that we're all on and we send ideas to the mailing list so that there's a central repository that we can go back and look at later Not showing your uh, age
0: because that would be a group chat now sorry
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry so um sorry we have talked about you know trying to get together but like i'm in new jersey uh shoebox is in rochester luke is in california and chris is in texas and if you look at the united states that's like pretty much the four extremes and you <laughs> would- like, we're almost as far apart as we could possibly get from each other and
0: you wouldn't want to do it over zoom or is that the type of do you
1: talk- No, because the, the timing has to be just right, you know, for, for sketch comedy to work, you know, when we recorded elevator, <laughs> what you hear is the actual recording, there was no editing as far as the timing goes. And, you know, it was just awkward silence, oh, oh, these elevators, huh, you know, and and it works so well and i don't think we'd be able to do that over zoom because there were there were visual clues we're picking up on um you know and there were like little hints we were dropping to each other and just the fact that we had so much fun hanging out together um you can just you can tell just by listening to the outtakes uh, on the cds well Um, and you
0: guys don't get to be in the same room that often right which is probably an added bonus of doing it yeah (laughs) um you
1: know we we get together at MarsCon, but, but you know, Shoebox hasn't been to MarsCon in several years. Um, you know, so it's just getting the I can't remember the last time the four of us were all together. It was probably one of the Fump Fests. Um, yeah, I think 2017 was the last time Shoebox performed at Fump Fest. So that would have been the last time all four of us were together. Mm-hmm.
0: Because if you would like, you know, and, and you, I, think
1: then I actually got up on stage and I said, just so what assemble," and brought them up on stage without telling them I was going to do something, and then we just improvised one of those rhythm things that we did.
0: I know it would be that. I it would be cool if obviously time and distance, but I think like some of the especially fucking room would work well as an actual sketch as well. But
1: yeah, if, I, I, in and terms if you could get together and put a show, it. I know you've done yeah, some we, we fun talk about doing like video um of of the sketches or animations of the sketches i always wanted to do an animated version of the tile guy sketches um oh wow just, just like just like a squiggly line type animation
0: i think i've definitely um, found myself going i want tile and and like if if i find someone who who knows what that is especially a lady i will fall instantly in love with her. if i can make pay- <laughs>
1: Yeah, if you find if you find a woman who understands the I want tile reference, she's a keeper, definitely. <laughs>
0: oh, it's great. So, I was wondering exactly. how far, how far are you from New York City cuz I assume like you it's, I assume it's a distance cuz I assume you can't be like in New York, well, you've got a full-time job at every night, you know, doing the comedy club scene and
1: yeah it's, it's a little far to be doing that every night um, I'm about an hour from the crossings into New York City so it's not far and I, I can and do go into New York you know fairly regularly but um, it, it's not something I can do like every day because it's it's it eats up the rest of the day because it's an hour there an hour back and then however long I'm in the city Um, so I used to work in New York City and that was a three and a half hour commute each way every day and that sucked
0: oh uh, so i I've also wanted because I've noticed for Fumpfest it's not just, like, Fumpax acts. Is that something you try and get a balance of? Like, I assume you want to get acts that, like, you know, the arrogant were like, acts that might get in a different audience. Is that something you'd struggle with in terms of, like, building Fumpfest? or is that...
1: Not really. Um, I, the the idea with Fumpfest is just to put on a good show. Okay. So, you know, it, it doesn't matter whether they're a Fump actor or not, as long as they're a comedy musician. Um, and we've had, you know artists at Fump fest who later posted on the Fump. And um, you know, I mean we've even uh, Mike McCormick from The Arrogant Worms posted a song on the Fump, you know, as a solo act. Um, and you know, Ross Childs showed up at Fumpfest in 2019 and then started posting to the Fump. Um it, it's more like I'm trying to put on a good show with a diverse group of artists uh who I hope will bring in an audience. You know, so the the, 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 headliner has to be a, a, a fairly big name act, you know, so this year we've got Dr. Demento, you know, in the past we've had, you know, the arrogant worms and the four Postmen and Henry Phillips and people. Um, so it's, you know, it, it needs to be a bigger name act for the headliner. Um, and then I fill in the rest of the slots with people I know I can get who are willing to come out. Um, and I try to have at least one or two local Chicago acts um, so that I can try to get, uh, you know, uh, some local artists, some local acts with some lo- a local following, hopefully, to get people into the into the event.
0: So do you, do you feel like it's growing? As someone who who hopes it would, <laughs> it might to
1: I'm trying to grow it. It is not growing. It's been steady with the exact same number of people we are i mean our our best attended event was 2014 when we had Dr. Demento and then the rest of them all had literally the exact number of of attendees and like just, within one or two people so i'm trying to grow it i'm just not good at marketing i'm good at a lot of things marketing is not one of them
0: okay those. that's uh, yeah well oh, because you know it it it, it I'll get there eventually, but it would be—I'm sure—I'm sure it wouldn't be difficult to convince people to come to New Zealand if it was financially viable. Right.
1: <laughs> well, I think if if we were to have have an event like this in New Zealand, we, I'd probably bring in you know one or two artists from the Fump, but the rest I would try to source local New Zealand acts, and, I, and I, the only one I know are um, Uh Flight of, Flight of the Concords, Yeah, uh, they would probably have to be the headliner because they're the Concordes. Um, and everybody, I don't know who else is from New Zealand as far as comedy musicians. That would be
0: cool. <laughs> well. If you got the Concord, you could freaking. They, they've played the bigger. They've played the big arena in Auckland. So
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, but like Wolf Pit managed to sell out Madison Square Garden for a night, so it's not. It's not beyond the realms of possibility.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Well, I will let you go. Thank you for because I, I could keep talking to you for ages, and you probably want to go to bed. <laughs> and thank you. And sorry, it was a little rough, but it was delightful. So. Fumpfist.com, the fump is it thefump.com or fump.com
1: no yes
0: and devospice.com so yes and thank you for that anything and, else you want to plug
1: and devospice.bandcamp.com and uh baconnipples.com for the circus so what stuff <laughs> uh, which redirects to cdsw.bandcamp.com because nobody knows how to spell circus so what um, but yeah, fumpfest.com is the big thing I'm plugging right now And thefump.com, obviously so.
0: Oh, well, thank you It was lovely to talk to you And thank you for being the guinea pig for this
1: <laughs> Happy to do it, man
3: Hello, I'm the Doctor the doctor and this is my crew, how do you do? I'm just a madman with a box, big blue box, foxy and sexy, if you only knew. Yes, it's bigger on the inside, ask Captain Jack, it's a great ride back and his mine. I reside in the TARDIS, home is where the heart is, like these are and I can see you through time. I have been to the end of the universe and back again, then reverse calls and we arrive. Back where we started in the TARDIS, cause for people come with me, I really like to try to bring them back alive. So if you want to come, get your things, I'll take you to the sky soon, tell your mom that you ring around the cell. All the things I can show you as I get to know you, but don't wait for me, cause that never ends well. I am the doctor! Na, na, na. this. Are you my mommy? No, of course you're not. But with a spot on your hands, I guess I always talk this fast. All my chatter doesn't matter. I'm the only one who really understands. You see, I've got a big head, a very big head, a very large head with a very big brain. And if you look deeper to my eyes, the very old eyes, you might even see some little guys at the rain. That's what I do to survive on the day that I died. because it's what is inside that counts. Oh, and if you missed it at one point, it never existed and still made the wedding unannounced. I've stopped aliens and demons in the end of everything, and it barely even shook me up. So if you think it crossed in me, you're lost, it will be. I'm the doctor. Look me up. I am the doctor. I am the doctor. The things I've seen. I've seen angels move, and if you think you've seen one, don't look away or even blink. I've seen a Dalek sunbathe and let loose, I've seen a crack serial than any plumber could produce. I've seen vampires that were actually scary, and no, they didn't sparkle like a dancing fairy. I've seen cat people and sentient trees, and I've seen the silence, but... Oh, jeez, I forget. What were we talking about? Alright, me. I wear a bow tie now. Bow ties are cool, but oh my, whatever happened to my fez? I know I tend to die right inside the hive, but if you want to make it out alive, then you'll do what the doctor says. But why is everyone still going on about my name? When well, they should be more concerned about the people made of plastic. After all, the rose by any other name, still be the bad wolf and still be fantastic. That's what my life is like, beside a menace and Thomas the you in the head this month. Sure, there's dangerous strife, but it's a marvelous life, and you can ride along beside me if you want. So tell me now, where do you want to go from here? How about a little to the planet where we won't get injured? I had a thought, I think that ought to let Degos twice play the doctor, so I could. Be a ginger i've always wanted to be a ginger i am the doctor He's laughing at me. He is. The freaking dog's laughing at me. You little bitch, get your ass over here. So I can stick my gun if you stuck up rear. Why can't I shoot the dome?
4: Why can't I shoot the down! Why? Shots press me right through, through! you remain deeply angelical! It's like the flashlight breaks his molecules! This telemetry has no effect on me! Are you the son of God or an SOB? You belong in a doggy way! <laughs> you living in a laughing way! Your tail and breasts so, so I see! see. Your parents' immunity! I've been locked in a locked yard! Kills to make you, you I'm die! Right. Right.
3: I'm like, be me. Be wrapped. I sentence you me, Raph! I sent a few to sudden death. the gun to an m16 this ain't the first time i've killed animals in a game of mine the murder track i feel was a lucky shot but when a crocker me off i fed him to a rock it makes me sick when it sure is fun good bad i'm the guy with the gun but i'm not the one who will sit and beg and be sexually aroused by another man's leg So 20 years later i back the game now duck Hunt. So take a page from my playbook. Up, up, down, down, yeah, you know the way look, Nurko. Rocking once more, taking over, see the score evermore We're near and far, like Grover Smart kids were picked on and ridiculed the school Because they thought we were not cool Well guess what, now we rule with the internet I'm at my nerdy best and I just might make a fortune overnight Just by launching a new site All the pioneers of early years for freaks, geeks, and nerds and made it possible for all you people to play Angry Birds Without them I bet there'd be no internet a video game, Cell phone or internet porn And that'd be really lame We're game changers, to you we may be stranger Wonder why do we girls like girls dressed like Hermione Granger She's beautiful, intelligent, and makes us turn the page. And besides, now she's of legal aid. So suck it, muggle. They said
4: Explend. I would never be cool if I did. did it on the rap and did, shit. shit. Now everyone bites off the kid. Get, all the kids. I'll live forever. Me and Devo, tucked in seats of leather. <laughs> Started out much like any MC with dreams. This rap game invaded on your bitch dreams. Thought <laughs> I could steamroll. Everybody in the like me. Now I'm gripping <laughs> <laughs> mics and <in> spiting <laughs> these. Still, still trying to be a voice of a generation. <laughs> Lost hit the nose <laughs> beat the final boss and get tossed i'm still the man till they replace me But it makes me think think do i got enough things to say i just may break bread the simple way my own parody apparently making my fun hitting every duck with the part of my light gun yeah the
3: world's a strange place changing face, at a spinning pace. Now Apple's a monopoly, and Microsoft is giving chase today. It's Revenge of the Nerds, although I gotta say, it's not in a creepy, hidden camera plan kind of way, cause I respect the women's intellect, and watch them lead the way. Victoria Belmont, Dr. Kiki, and Felicia Day. Nothing is sexier than an intelligent woman. Okay, maybe a naked intelligent woman. Yeah. You may find it odd that I write songs about cons, but to a nerdy girl, it's a turn-on, so bring it on. And when I hit upon a topic, and I rock it how I planned, I have the public eating out of my hands. Understand? Well, you're Tagging pictures of yourself from your vacation Nerds are doing experiments and teleportation Or working on the space station With the knowledge they possess Or doing things to make your boring life suck a little less could talk and the more I would watch the more the doctor would rock I even heard my first word was exterminate and I had a British accent until I was eight now I'm all grown and I'm out on my own and I got a car loan so about it I moan but I've got my own home and I've decked it out right like a time lord aboard my own TARDIS and flight I start my day in a way that nothing can go wrong alarm clocks rocking out my own theme song I wash my body and hair then I put on a pair of my tailor-made with Gallifrey and underwear The visit and ask, is it Halloween or a dream? And I'm always like, what do you mean? I'm creating a scene with the Doctor and Sarah squaring off against the Androids of Terra.
2: Paradise, this is Phantom Paradise. I look around and say, very nice. It's a personalized, but it's paradise.
3: you a fan to walk right through it looks like the TARDIS and I don't mean to boast but my toilet is bigger on the inside than most I travel around town a pretty girl by my side she's my very own companion along for the ride through very scary scenarios she's lucky she survives as we carpool to work sometimes she even drives the morning isn't bad a rush hour is the hardest my heart is set on one day commuting in the TARDIS I could totally fly it I'm sure the Console isn't any more complex than my remote control When I get to work, I'm in my own little world My cubicle is decorated with the time tunnel swirls But I'm suspicious of my boss Because he's foreign, short, stocking, and bald I think he might be some Tarin. Paradise,
2: this is Phantom Paradise I look around and say, very nice It's a personal rise, but it's a paradise
3: says this. And she thinks it's a disaster. She mocked the TARDIS toilet, and she balked when I asked her to knit me a really long scarf. It was no use, but you know what? She said she wouldn't knit me a long noose. She won't watch without a bunch of tequila, and she flat out refused to dress up like Leela, saying she wants no part of my nerdy perversion. I can't wait till she regenerates into a newer version. My kitchen looks like the creature from the pit escaped. My salt and pepper shakers are Dalek shaped, and they skillfully exterminate the blandness from my food. But my coffee making robot has a bad attitude. I I've written lots of fan fiction featuring me Along with every companion and a creature or three And soon I hope to film one of the scripts I penned with Mary Tam Who is a very close personal friend She just doesn't know it yet I got bad asthma that attacks when I run So I like to make my lungs go I named my dog K-9 and he can run a lot faster I just can't get him to talk or call me master. I perform rituals to try to raise crawl. I figure go bigger, don't do it at all. Cause if you're gonna be nerdy, might as well do it right. Now everybody wang hang tonight. Paradise.
2: once or twice but that won't bother me this is paradise paradise this is phantom paradise let me give you some good advice build yourself a
3: little corner of paradise okay so i was thinking maybe we could redecorate the dining room so the table looks like the tardis console and we can make a chandelier that looks like the center of the console and make it go up and down when you turn the light switch on what do you think I think I just came up with a new place I can shove your sonic screwdriver. Get over no, here. No, wait. No, honey, no, no, wait, wait. Ah, ah. time left to have some beers while his enemies were dying and their tears were drying. He'd take a victory lap around the belt of Orion, but there was one enemy he'd never... a pure evil, full of lies and deceit So cold and cunning, they plotted schemes over tea They were the executive directors at the BBC They slashed the show's budget more and more every year Until we thought that all the funding would completely disappear They had to make do and try to stretch their funds the farthest Sometimes they couldn't even afford to leave the TARDIS The doctor looked fierce, but it was mostly symbolic Facing off against the cardboard cut out of a Dalek The sonic screwdriver was a toy from the yard And it made a squeaky noise if you grabbed it too hard they did one taken and if they made a mistake they let it go and made it work for the budget's sake there was no way they could do two let alone three because you know how expensive videotape can be the production was marred and building sets is hard so they filmed on location in their neighbor's backyard although it didn't all come out quite about the way it should as long as perry's popping out of her top it's all good stream they made every attempt to try to foil it using props from the Daleks to unclog the toilets the suntarans had kidney tattooed on their behinds and the cybermen's heads made effective beer steins. they made it really hard and kept lowering the bar and using cutting edge graphics the rival the atari and they had the film quick like before the check clears it's like the show was put on trial after 22 years but the doctor persevered fighting evil every day facing off against creatures made of paper mache and his foes lined up as one tried to complete the rise of the Ronnie, the Gallifreyan truth. The crew worked hard to make the show every week. But they were up against a valliard and their chances were bleak. Some car parts of kids' toys, there's no telling what they'll use. I've seen adult films with better production values. Doctor in Distress. A lot of adult films. It was sillier than before, cobbled together from rags from a goodwill store. He looked a bit like a killer clown from outer space, with his hair all. But what's what's going on? That's it. We're done. The show's been cancelled. Cancelled? What do you mean cancelled? We're just getting to the good part. <laughs> no, it's all done. But hey, can someone no. break this Tardis console down? I'm what building an doing? executive lounge in my basement, and you can't do well, that. Some of those flashing lights are going to look pretty good next to the optics. No. No, 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 you can't do that. I'm the Lord President of Gallifrey. Well, I am the head of the BBC, and I outrank you. Oh, come on. That's not fair. No,
2: no that's, that's great. Yeah, I, li- I like that piece there.
3: No, you don't take the little round things. I eat off of those. No, what are I um, really supposed to eat off of now? Hey, the sonic subscriber's mine. I paid and, uh, for it myself. I bought it at a convention. No, I'll deliver it no, myself. No, put that it's back. Okay. Come on. Where are you going Nothing with else that? In the back seat today.